0: I'm Mitch. And I'm Jeff.
1: And I'm Pop Stupid.
0: This is a podcast where we find a movie everyone in the world has seen except Jeff. We ask about what he knows, and then watch the film to fill in the blanks. Tonight's movie, Blade.
2: Hooray. I oh. must say, one of my all-time favorite movies is is this movie right here. I love this movie.
0: I hope it, I hope it really stands the test of time, because I said the same thing about crap like, you know... Super Mario Brothers and well needless to say I have terrible taste in movies so this is one of my favorites
2: as well. You said crap like Super Mario Brothers which is nothing like awesome fucking
0: Blade. Yeah but it would I mean they were equally awesome to me at those points.
2: Well that that is
0: part of the problem. (laughs) Hopefully it's good. Really really we're very (laughs) lucky that um, you know Deadpool paved the way for an R rated superhero movie that this movie could be made like retroactively 10 years beforehand <laughs> that you know best r-rated superhero movie that's ever been made first first r-rated superhero movie oh and let's not uh let's not forget uh, black panther paving the way for a black protagonist in a superhero movie anywho uh yes blade how is it possible that you lived through the 90s and the early 2000s without seeing this
1: the same way i lived through the 80s without seeing terminator
2: Yes, but it's Marvel, which might have been more on your radar, okay? It was always the cheap comic book because, let's face it, back then, different time, black superhero, not as popular. Mm -hmm. I didn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of money. That was like, you know, 50
1: cents, that comic back in the day.
0: All right, well, anyway, what's this movie about?
1: Well, I know about Blade because I do know a lot about comic book characters. He's a half-vampire known as a daywalker, and his mom, I think think was a gypsy and he got she got assaulted by a vampire and gave birth to him and then he runs around and hunts vampires
0: boy are you going to have fun with their interpretation of blade so what time is it set in what's the era oh the movie yes
1: uh the movie is probably set in relative modern day blade was originally like back in like the 60s and 70s Mm. right but it was always meant to be you know update
0: well, clearly the main characters in the title, it's about Blade. Mm-hmm.
1: Who, who plays Blade? Wesley Snipes.
0: Hey, okay. Who else is in this movie?
1: I have no clue whatsoever. <laughs> really? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Let, let's throw out some guesses here. Um, Vincent Price. Uh, uh, he's dead.
0: <laughs> dead. at the time this movie? But... Say Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> no, you can't give me names. Um, Why not? He's not in this movie.
1: <laughs> George Clooney.
0: George Clooney. No,
1: no, I couldn't Val say Val Kilmer. Yes. Been Affleck, like a Matt Damon. Been Affleck <laughs> like a Matt Damon. Yeah, definitely Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon. Probably Robin Williams. And... Um,
0: Honestly, I've seen the movie Orson Welles, and I could probably only name one other person. So was Vincent Price. So what? It's yeah. a movie about the undead. That's yeah, fine. See? I can see? name. I can name probably one other person. Oh, and Pee Wee Herman. Probably not the person you think.
2: Because Pee-
1: he, he was a vampire in another movie that, too. So
0: that makes nothing. That means nothing to the audience, Kyle. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like I've seen the movie. So for him to be like Wesley Snipes. Yeah, first blade. That's like that's like the one that nobody else was I mean, there's Steven Dorf. But and then whoever well, thanks played. thanks for ruining
1: that for, for He doesn't Jeff.
0: fucking know who Steven Dorf is. I don't
1: know who Steven Dorf is. <laughs> See? I thought he was mispronouncing Michael Dorn, so
0: by right. calling him Steven Dorf?
1: I wouldn't put it past that, you.
2: I I gotta go with Jeff on this one. Kyle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true, but remember what this podcast is about, dum dum right,
2: so is right,
0: it's Bob <clears throat> stupid? Is there a villain in this story?
1: Uh, there probably is. Blade's classic villain was Dracula, so okay, I'm so guessing it'll probably be Dracula.
0: So Dracula's in this movie. Who's playing Dracula? It's Stephen Dorff.
1: I don't buy it. I think it's a trap.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going
1: to say Vincent Price.
0: Okay, Vincent Price <laughs> is Dracula. Uh, is <laughs> Nosferatu there Nosferatu shows up? Are there any particular challenges with being a daywalker that he has to overcome? I think he has to drink blood, okay. not a lot of it. So he has to drink some blood, I think not so. much.
1: I might be confusing him with Morpheus, the living vampire, but eh. mm.
0: and then Morpheus from the Matrix. And do you think that's
2: not subsequently a vampire? Do you think that's <laughs>
0: important to the conflict in the movie? Probably. Okay. I'm
1: assuming since this is a gritty late 90s movie that there's going to be this whole thing with you're just as bad as they are mild self-reflection in the character. And then he turns around and kills everybody and they go, oh, no, you're awesome. That's great.
0: Okay. Would would you say that this movie was good for Vincent Price's career?
1: <laughs> no, because he was dead.
0: Okay. What about Stephen? Do- clearly not Stephen Dorff. What about Wesley Snipes' career? Was this good for Wesley Snipes' career? I would
1: assume it was probably mediocre for Wesley Snipes' career because he already had a well-established career before this.
0: I mean, they did make three of these, so... yeah. Well, yeah, and on top of that, its I mean, this is like the pinnacle of Wesley Snipes' career. So was it good for his career? Like, in the future, he didn't do anything after this. Like, it was all crap. Mm. He did
1: not do a lot. This was his whole (laughs) action hero phase, as I recall. Which he could, uh, or action movie Facebook. I saw, I think phase, I
2: saw it was on Facebook about a year that's ago. All he's ever done, though. That though. Really? I thought he, he did was, some other stuff. He was posting a, a year ago that not he would really. totally still do uh, Blade if Marvel asked him to.
0: Oh, yeah. He's got some back taxes to pay. Yeah. A whole lot of them. Uh, no, uh, he did, I guess White Men Can't Jump, but that's still kind of action y, but not really action y. He was well, in uh, cool. Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah. Action movie. Fantastic yeah, was... in that. He was that was actually probably his best role. Yeah, yeah. I can't really think of anything better for Wesley Snipes. But I mean, he was also in uh, Murder at like sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good at that. that He was in Money Train. Yeah. So say his action movie phase—that's like ninety-eight percent of his career. So do you Mm -hmm. know any important scenes from Blade? Have Have you Um, seen this film referenced in anything? Music-wise, maybe. I have no clue. So um Blade itself, like I said, I'm mostly familiar through the comic book. So, but the movie reference to Blade. Yeah. No.
2: Okay. Without, without giving anything away, I must say that this and of course the other blades that came out after it have just a fantastic lineup of music.
0: Well, pay close attention to even the cinematic stuff. What's the name about. of that one song? And you know what one song I'm talking about from this movie. The club scene where he busts in and sort of the vampire. Progress. Listen, yeah. I don't want to.
2: Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I would have to literally dig for it, but I, it is in my van. No,
0: no, no. James, James probably knows because he oh. played like eighty different versions of it once. I think it's something at the club. Yeah, hard to say. Uh, it's it's all that same in, the industrial no. techno, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know stuff. So I'm guessing it was probably something by like, I guess it's. I remember because one time I you played like a bunch of different versions. Or maybe it was Mitch that kept playing a bunch of different versions. Yeah. Anyway, what is the cultural significance of this movie?
1: Uh, It was one of the earlier comic book movies adaptations that wasn't complete trash. Mm -hmm. Right. As was previously stated, it was one of the first comic book movies that actually had an R rating to it. Mm -hmm. It also was one of the first comic book movies that had a black
0: protagonist. Mm -hmm. And, And to tack a little bit onto that, it was also the first one, one of the first ones that was kind of like legitimately gritty. Yeah, it was... Showing that superhero movies could be quote unquote serious. Yeah. Heavy, heavy air quotes. (laughs) Like with the, not just with the R rating, because you could say that Deadpool is not necessarily a serious one, but it's like when Batman got good was when they decided to go dark and gritty. And that's kind of what Blade was to a degree. So you haven't seen this movie referenced anywhere, do you...
1: Not that I'm aware of, but like with Titanic, I probably have seen multiple references to it, mm. but having not seen the movie, I don't know that they came from the movie.
0: Do you... Would you say that this was a like a important movie in some way, other than the points that you've mentioned?
1: I'd say it's important because you are one of the earliest ones where they did an actual theatrical release of a comic book adaptation, even if it was 90s gritty, and... It was probably one of the few times that Marvel was successful therein. Right. Comparatively to most of their other efforts up until that point.
0: How shocked are people that you haven't seen this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Super (laughs) fucking shocked. Apparently really goddamn shocked. I haven't... If he said, I haven't seen Blade 3 or Blade 2, I'd be like, yeah, all right. I haven't seen Blade. The fuck you mean you haven't seen Blade?
2: Uh, So, I mean, in, in... Putting this uh, this show idea together, we have had this conversation many times where we are literally just backflip that Jeff hasn't seen, you know, stand by me or or what do you mean? You've never seen Dirty Dancing.
0: It's like having your best friend say that guy. they've never seen Star Wars. You're like, who who, who the are fuck you? are you? Yeah. What well, rock they, have you they, been living under? Leave Tell my you. house immediately. <laughs> you know, as as we age, that will become more common rather than less. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess just to move along and get to the movie, will you like it?
1: Eh, Probably.
0: Fuck yeah. I I like
1: I like the adaptations, but I also have to admit that when they did all of the super ultra gritty ones, they didn't really appeal nearly as much. I also didn't watch any of the Punisher movies, Mm. the early Mm.
0: Punisher movies. Well, I mean, the series is pretty good. I've Mm. never seen any of the movies either Uh, I don't know the one with Thomas Jane was really cool they were pretty popular in the 2000s and we might get there one day you know Marvel before Marvel it's Mm. a big deal so anyway maybe a little bit later but for right now let's take a break we'll watch Blade and then we'll come back and we'll talk about how (laughs) fucking amazing it is bye bye vampires
2: Let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the
0: lobby, let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And we're back. All right, most importantly, Jeffrey, Mm -hmm. did you like it? It was good. Okay, that's good, because this movie's fantastic. I'd like to change my
1: vote. (laughs) I would put this above most of the previous Marvel movies. I mean... Some of the 60s and 70s spider were kind of cheesy like Batman without trying to be cheesy like Batman. So I kind of liked those. But this certainly took itself more seriously as a movie. But man, oh man, they spread the 90s edgelord over it like thick brown Nutella. Yeah. Well,
2: they didn't really have anything else to work with. It, yeah.
0: It's pretty edgelord. And as a goth kid in the 90s, this was my jam. Mm. Yeah, this is-
2: I I was not so much a goth kid, but this was also my jam. As a matter of fact, some of this music is exactly what has influenced my band
0: today. I mean, industrial techno music and leather trench coat and sunglasses. It's like like if you got an AI to condense all of my interests and then write a movie around it, you would get Blade. Mm -hmm. Well, and
1: this was probably also riding on the whole vampire craze that came with things like Vampire the Masquerade and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. They made a TV show of that shit. They did. Yeah, and Kindred it the Embraced.
1: Really, it was really,
2: really bad. I think it
1: only lasted a season. Yeah. Yeah, it lasted a season. It had its moments. but you yeah, talking yeah, about Blade part. or the Masquerade? Or, no, or, Kindred yeah. the Embraced, which was the television show they made out of oh. Vampire the
0: Masquerade.
2: Oh, uh, actually, uh, I, I thought we were talking about the Blade
0: TV Yeah, because there's a Blade TV show.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I
0: did not know that. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. know that either. It Hence, lasted. I was asking for clarification. <laughs> Fair enough. Because okay. no, when I've, you
1: said you've seen it, I was like, ah, bullshit. Like I said, I think it
2: lasted a season. I don't even think it's worth a Google.
1: No, seriously. If I wanted my go-to for vampire TV show, Forever Night. Mm, uh, Forever Night? You mean the
2: cop one? Yeah. yeah.
1: That, mm. was really? that, that was mine? That was my on,
0: job. That was your... Listen, all mm.
2: right. I was a fan, okay? So I You it. also make why matches. I know mm. what you're talking about. However... My jam was probably Buffy the Vampire
1: Slayer. Yeah, that was everyone's jam. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the earlier shit. So,
0: anywho, let's get back on track. How did the film make you feel?
1: Like I was watching '90s edge lordism smeared across the screen. It, it was it was a fairly generic action movie with some cheesy ass she- scenes and some really cheesy CGI, but it was the 90s, so that's forgivable.
0: That was mm-hmm. the best they had back then.
1: That I know, was, that's, that's why uh, it's forgivable. Uh,
0: you're too well, late, Blade. To look, look at my hand. I thought,
2: was, I thought that it aged pretty well. I have not seen the movie in quite a few years.
0: I the mean, CGI
1: did not age well.
0: Yeah, no, everything other than the CG aged pretty okay. You know, yeah. watching it again, I still and, like it.
1: And to be fair, they didn't go insane with the CG.
2: The liquid bubble blood stuff was the worst.
0: Let's let's talk best and worst. Yeah. Uh, favorite scene in the movie, Kyle. I mean, the most iconic scene is the rave in the beginning with the blood. Oh God, it was. Small. I mean, let's let's be clear. I made this comment when they had the cop as the blood runner, and they busted open this one container that he was blood running. That popped open with children, and it had six packs in it. Imagine how much blood they just fucking wasted dumping it on a bunch of kids. Yeah, but are that stupid. was cow blood. Yeah, well, you sure it
2: was. And of course, at Pearls, they were special guests. I suspect it was special blood. Okay. Also,
1: actually, in retrospect, it may be because that blood, because they were just using it for like decor and craziness. They were underneath a meat locker, so yeah, maybe it was all cow blood. Exactly. Yeah. They only had a few humans on racks. So,
0: anybody have an answer other than the blood rave favorite um, scene in the movie? No, nobody does, because okay. that's the most iconic scene in the movie. Well,
1: no, I mean... Shut there was face. plenty of others. Okay, the so... Way yeah. that, uh, the
2: way that... Here's one thing I wanted to point out. The way that people reacted on New York City streets when <laughs> a dude just pulls out a gun and everybody freaks up, and then as soon as, you know, he fires a couple of shots and the cop runs around the corner, he puts the gun away, everybody's like, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, they're right back to wandering they, around.
2: They turn around and walk around... And the funny thing is, is that's more like reality than not, believe it or not, in,
1: in like New York City.
2: I haven't seen something like that, obviously, before, but people literally just go right about their day.
1: Um, but no, I would actually say that for coolness factor, I kind of liked the um, strapping the guy outside on the ocean in the sunset so, or in the sunrise so that he explodes. And life. all the rest of them are doing, as you stated, the motorcycle helmets and leather jackets. Did you
0: say strap him? Well,
1: restrain him so he can be blown up by sunlight.
0: Right. Yeah that that was also one of the CGI scenes that didn't necessarily hold up, but the idea of it is cool, yeah. and the cinematography of it was good. Yeah. So yeah that that well, definitely stood out well. Well, it brings into question the because then I started to get curious about the age of that vampire that they killed and how they age if they're pure bloods versus if they contract it as a human. Best not to ask. It's It's Marvel and it's
1: movie early movie Marvel. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you've got on the one hand, vampire mythology and on the other hand, Marvel timeline mythology. And that's just a bad combo altogether.
2: I do have a favorite scene, however.
0: Okay, what's your favorite scene
2: in the archive in the library (laughs) when he's just sitting in the corner listening to music? Awesome fucking techno music and the computers, you know, doing the translation Mm Mm-hmm. Dragon Eddie walks in and you know starts screaming at him, and I mean Deacon can't even hear him because you know the music's blaring in his ears on that thing. And I'm, I'm always curious in that scene, you know, obviously if it was real, what what is what is Deacon Frost actually thinking at that moment?
0: So, how about best and worst character?
1: We didn't do worst.
0: Oh, did, did we want to cover bad scenes of the movie? Oh God, do we have enough time? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the worst scene of the movie. Any is... CGI? Yeah, any CGI. Well, no, specific...
1: specifically the guy getting cut in half.
0: Any one-liners yeah. by Blade? Nope.
1: The one-liners are perfect.
0: Yeah, you that. Must... Everybody... Some Every some motherfuckers but... are always trying to ice skate uphill. What yeah. the fuck are you
2: talking about? Haven't you ever tried to ice skate uphill, motherfucker? I have, but what did that have to do pertaining okay, so to the guy who became know...
0: a god? So then you know how difficult it is to do. That's true, but in the context of what he was talking about, what the fuck? What do you think?
2: Some motherfuckers always want to pluck the eggs out of the chicken pen
0: at night. Yeah, that would have made more sense, I I I suppose. A little bit. Or the
1: very (laughs) simple action standby of some motherfuckers don't know when to stop.
2: Blade was always good for the one-liners, and now he can curse.
1: Or... Or he could have summed it all up with a single line, sweet Christmas.
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> that's, you can't take that's Yeah, some...
0: that's trademarked, sir. You're going to be hearing from that's some Luke other superheroes.
1: Yeah. Luke Cage's lawyer, Matt
0: Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like mm. how we laughed at that joke. That's so nerdy to hear somebody make a (laughs) fucking reference like that. Well, it wasn't going to be Jennifer
1: Walters. I mean, seriously. Oh, my God.
0: Why don't you dig deeper into the nerdisms? Wow. You just. Wow. God. But do Uh, we. I mean, the worst scene, honestly, uh, shit. It's Uh, probably when the dude blows up at the end. I mean, it's just it's bad CG and it drags on too long. The
1: cut in half one is worse CG than the guy.
0: No, no. The worst scene we were talking about earlier. Blade was walking away when Whistler shoots himself. And it's like, you have the entire movie. And then of a sort, he's like, he's walking away. And then it's just sort of like, I I just died in your arms tonight. (laughs) Bang! Something you (laughs) said. Bang! (laughs) Slow fall to the ground. Walk the fuck away. And he's not even fucking dead. Walk the fuck away. Spoiler alert. Mm. Yeah. Not that any... Yeah, spoiler No, fuck you guys. It's been too long. I was with you, Kyle. I was singing.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. The music was fantastic, by the way. Did I mention that?
0: Okay, best and worst character. Best character out of the, what, four characters in this movie that actually matter? We can expand Mm. it out a little. No, fuck you. I'm going to go ahead and go first. I'm going to take the answer. The dude who gets shit on the whole movie... Quinn, he's my favorite. (laughs) He's the best character. Oh, no, he's by far the best character. Because he's just like... I keep coming back and I'm a badass and then he right. gets his ass kicked and he's like, fuck. Well, I was a little sad with how quickly he got taken out. We're going yeah. to be naughty vampire
2: guys. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Well, you took my answer, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, that would totally be me in that scenario. Yeah, Being too. a vampire I got, god. I got two new hands. I don't know which one to kill you with first. <laughs>
1: I actually preferred Whistler because Whistler felt like the only person in this movie who was actually trying to act.
0: Eh, 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 eh. I mean, it, there's acting.
2: Got ourselves a
1: convoy.
0: There's acting <laughs> for the movie that you're in. I mean, this is not Oscar material. This is not grit material. This isn't, you know, a documentary about the lives of the Hell's Angels. This uh-huh. is a movie about fucking vampire superheroes. Yeah, I think he still did good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll admit that the
1: character that you picked is certainly the most interesting in terms of being flamboyant and crap, mm-hmm. but I feel like Whistler came across as the most authentic character in there, in the sense that it felt like Chris Christopherson was actually giving it some oomph, whereas everybody else was, well, okay, the guy who was playing Quinn was definitely not phoning it in, but... Yep. Yeah, but all Most Whistler. Most everybody did... else were
0: phoning it in. Hey, I got a couple guns for you. Hey, watch this chick. Here's some weird old man advice. I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah, Whistler. Yeah. All Whistler did was give bad advice, then walk away. The end. You know, you're going to be a vampire. Might want to turn that gun on yourself. Okay, bye. Yeah. yeah, right. That was pretty much it. This serum's not working anymore. You should it... walk away, you dumb son of a bitch. Eventually, it might kill you. Okay, bye. <laughs>
2: uh, the, the guy's name is Donald. Logue, or i don't know how to pronounce his last name but he's been in a couple things and like he was in that horrible uh ghost rider he was like ghost Rider's buddy who ends up dying in the end oh the I one with
0: seen it. nick cage yeah yeah i haven't seen it either are you talking about the guy who played quinn
2: yeah yeah uh, i okay so i do have a second favorite character then okay she only appeared briefly at the beginning. Tracy Lords. Oh,
0: well. Uh, yeah.
2: It was a fantastic vampire bait chick just to bring in the the food, you know? Like, it was awesome.
0: I like how they gave her more lines than necessary. Like, have her bring the guy in and then right. get killed normally, but then she's just like, hey, I'm gonna fuck you up! And then she just gets decked and then shot right in the face, and that's it. It's like, why give her that opportunity? Well, because she's, she's an important musician. You know that... She's the front person for Lords of Acid, right? I know who Tracy Lords is. Okay. Yeah. So, of course, if you're going to have a famous musician, you know, with screen time, you've got to give them something. No, but she had the whole intro. She just didn't need she's to stuck. say dumb shit in the middle of that. Like, if you're going to walk up to Blade, just from a perspective of, she's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, shit. I'm dead. Anywho, worst characters, though. The worst character is Deacon Frost. No, fuck no. Over the top, yes. Worst character and worst actor or actress was the fucking chick who got bit that Blade was hanging out with. Like, she had one emotion, and it was dumb shit. Oh, the hematologist? Uh, oh my god.
2: I have to go with Kyle on this. I feel like they could have totally picked a
1: better actress. They
0: literally could have put a like a, a mop, just stood a mop up on its end and... Probably had more fucking emotion.
1: See, Deacon oh. stood out a bit, but chick in white fur who was constantly like background person. Oh,
2: I love her. She was the second best vampire out of everybody.
1: Seriously, she's on my worst because she was like really? utterly pointless. Really? Oh, I like. Lo- she was eye candy the whole time. Yeah, hmm. she she in as far as a character is concerned. I'm not besmirching her as an actress, but as far as the character is concerned, did nothing. Was pretty much just there to be like, "Hey, we're all," of, and that was the the worst part about it was all of the all of the people who were seizing power were all effectively, "Hey, let's make them all rich, fucking overly privileged teenagers."
0: Well, she did she did have that one scene where she licked the blood off of Deacon Frost's face
1: right. so Her name sucked know. on his bloody tongue. So that's I think a hard
0: pass. We might also want to mention uh, an honorable mention of. Character that maybe made you feel the most uncomfortable, and that's the ultra fat vampire Pearl. who tended the archives. Fuck yeah, Pearl! The whole Pearl's archives bad. thing was, was fucking weird. Where it's like you have these ancient texts, and remember I said you really want to piss off the vampires? You just break all that shit and light it on fire. Mm-hmm. And then they just decided to break all that shit anyway. They're like, kick this guy's ass. What about the ancient texts? Fuck the ancient texts. Kick his ass. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but I Pearl
2: think those was were all by Eric Edwards, by the way.
1: I think those were all people who were part of the whole youth movement, so they didn't care about any of that shit.
0: Yeah, except for then you have Deacon Frost who's like, I'm gonna go become a god because stuff and things. Yeah, but let me vampire god. Let me just pose the question. How does a vampire get to be that fat? Was that person that fat before they became a vampire and then just yes. stayed that way? Yep. So they found somebody who was like homebound, you know, morbidly obese and well, decided to embrace them for...
1: Yes. I mean, it's it is the... Penultimate, um, if I remember correctly, IT Pearl, manager stereotype writ large. I
2: think Pearl was a reoccurring character actually, and I don't think she was a big or he was a big fat person though. In Blade, I, I have to double check. It's been a very long time since I read any of it, but,
1: mm, but um, or anyone, yeah. I mean, it's it's totally playing off the whole big fat nerd situation Mm, because he's down in a basement he's all by himself and as you notice he had sitcoms playing on a tv while he was working Mm.
0: was he really working though
1: well in as far as anyone works in that particular situation
0: because really it looked like he was just in google hangouts or skype with his buddy deacon frost while watching other stuff and they were both watching the same animation happen while nobody was getting any goddamn work done you know why? Because you're watching too many fucking shows. Maybe you should turn off one of the monitors. I'm just saying, Pearl. Get your shit together.
2: Wow. Kyle just has something to say about everything.
0: He really does. No, <laughs> really well, it's does. like I, I watched the movie and I was I was pretty optimistic that I was going to like it again. But now I'm like, God damn, it's hard to like that movie. So, Jeff, would you watch this movie a second time? Eh. Is that a yes or a no? I
1: would have it on in the background, maybe, but I wouldn't really be paying Only
0: for the it. music. <laughs> so, everybody else, here's a new question. And the new question is, on second or however many viewings of this movie, is it better or worse? Worse. Worse? Mitch?
2: I would have to say worse also, man. The thing is, is uh, the technology behind the special effects are a little bit dated, and we expect more these days, so...
0: Yeah, that's what James said earlier.
2: Well, that's, that's really my main complaint.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Marvel has sort of set a higher bar than they used to in the right.
2: 90s. And that being said, for the time, and again, the bullshit with, you know, the only Marvel superhero movie coming out at rated R is Deadpool. Not to bag on Deadpool, but this came first. This broke ground. This, was, this got darker than even a Marvel comic book
1: would go. Yeah, but it still wound up not no. being that great.
0: No, but my, this movie...
2: My point is is you don't often see people's necks getting bitten out in a Marvel comic book. Here, they literally went for it, is what I'm
1: saying. All right, Or had Wesley Snipes rip a guy's Adam's apple out and then throw yep. it in the face of the other throw it the other
2: face. Yeah, that's, that was awesome.
0: Jeff pointed it out. He was just like, apparently you can just kill vampires any which way. He's like, he just beat the hell out of those guys, and they ended up dying... James he pointed out his, too. he kills his mom with a fucking bone. Yes, I believe it's in and, fact the
1: same bone that uh, the hematologist the... was using to climb out of the pit.
0: Yeah, that which means not only
1: not only was she hauling it all the way over from the pit to where he was, but she left it there handily for him to pick up, and then. Well, she was...
0: used it to help her to help herself climb out of the pit, and then just kind of dropped it because she was where he was, right. Well, say what you will about this, but this movie was wildly successful. Of course it was. It was the 90s. I mean, it basically screams the 90s. Now, how much did this movie cost?
2: I am disqualified because I know.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, this movie cost $35 million. $25 million.
0: $45 million. Closest without going over. So that's a pretty large chunk of change. Uh how much did it make? 185 million. 135 million. Only 131 million. Oh, I was so fucking close. And dun, da, da, da. that is worldwide dun, 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 dun. in fact. Uh yeah. the US box office was only 70 million. So. Mm-hmm. so, it was popular but
1: yeah, it didn't break the bank or anything. It's not Plus as
0: 40 45 million yeah i mean that's still a 25 million dollar profit in just the u.s oh Mm -hmm. yeah no i mean it's a good or it did well it was enough enough
2: to fund two more movies that's what happened
0: yes they thought they
2: made enough movie to movie to keep going so
0: and yeah it it spawned two other sequels so let's be mm -hmm. clear the third movie is all about ryan reynolds he made that movie sure but you know we're talking about the franchise and this movie was at least popular enough for that After viewing it, did you recognize any parts of this movie that had been referenced elsewhere, Jeffrey? No. No? It's a wholly independent and unique experience.
1: No, I just have not seen any references. I mean, if there are references, do let me know. But nothing of this really struck me as uh, specifically from this movie being replicated elsewhere.
0: I feel like they made reference to the blood rave somewhere else. Like everywhere else. like Anytime they have a big rave where shit comes down... But that might just be that that was such an impactful scene from this movie that
1: people just started replicating it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, who knows? So talking about film quality, of mm-hmm. uh, clearly all the CGs not good. Other aspects? Anybody comments? Yes. Uh, it felt like they took too many different techniques where they were trying to achieve a certain thing for a scene, like the fast. We were joking about the fast forward when he was following the cop. He's mm-hmm. like, well, they probably figured you were going to fast forward through it anyway. So they thought we'd might as well do it for you. Scenes like that. And the I don't remember the shaky cam being so bad in that scene at the blood rave uh, mm-hmm. when the fighting started happening. I was like, God damn, like this is this is a little nauseating.
1: Yeah, they did shaky cam later on, too. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of things where it's like, hey, somebody learned a new thing in film school. So they shoved it in this movie.
0: Yeah. Like, why are we still watching this car drive away? Yeah, I mean,
1: you could have done, because clearly these things were built to try to do a thing, like building tension or trying to evoke emotion, but it all came off very clumsy.
0: This movie also suffered from CSI lighting problem. You know, even in a science lab, everything's dark and shadowy.
2: The whole world is supposed to be dark and shadowy. I believe that was the actual decision. Well,
0: I mean, of course it is. Everything is a decision. You set the entire scene, but... You know, it's not believable. But uh, that said, I did like most of the, you know, action fighting sequences. You know, they were uh, they were fairly smooth. They weren't very janky. And, you know, Wesley Snipes does very well in that kind of performance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when there's Kung Fu fighting to be done, especially with vampires, Mm -hmm. call Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. There were also a couple shots in there that were actually pretty good. I know oh. I often see, uh, with a photography background, I often see shots or points in a movie where I'm like, that's a fucking movie poster. And a lot of times they're, they're pulled back shots they are much more broad, like panoramics. But in this case, it was the probably, in my opinion, the most iconic shot, the one that felt like a poster to me in the movie, was right after he got his sword back and he killed the guys and he did that thing uh, right at the end where he posed down and he had the sword sort of right there at the ground. That was a, a really cool shot.
2: I disagree. I thought the shot right before Deacon Frost got 10 darts in him. So Blade throws the one dart at him. And he knocks it off his body and then he jumps at him like all kind of his legs are all hunched up in the air and it's all slow motion. And it looks like a fucking vampire jumping at you. He's all crouched down. That looked really, really good. And I thought they were, did a really good shot right there. And then all of that sequence happened after that.
1: Well, and then you also had the rapid cut, really difficult to follow one of him throwing all the remaining ones into Deacon. You knew exactly what he was doing.
0: And then, of course, he's going to kick the last one. Even Jeffrey called it.
1: Yeah, he he looks at him, throws off the one liner that Kyle doesn't like, then tosses it in the air. And I'm like, he's going to kick it. And he kicks it. Yeah. And of course, the one he kicks, not only does the glass not shatter, but hits him directly in the forehead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scene where he like he throws his sword up, right? And then it breaks apart that rock so that those things fall down. You're in a very important battle here, and you're just like, I'm gonna go totally go for style points and do this weird sort of flurry and catch that shit behind my back. Yeah, that's like, great. That's karate master. well, yeah, well it's karate master, but let's be real, like you you catch that shit, because if you accidentally karate master drop it, then you're super fucked. Okay, well he's a superhero, Kyle. What do you want him to do? Be boring? What kind of movie would we have? Probably a better one. It sounds to me like you hate this movie. <laughs> no, the problem is I walked in loving this movie. I was so excited. Like you, I mean, you can ask Jeff and James. James and I were gushing at the beginning. We are like, fucking glasses. Look at the armor. Oh my God, look at the trench coat. This is awesome. And then the shaky cam. And I'm like, all right. And then he gets to the one scene that I love where he throws the thing and it goes all the way around and kills those three vampires. He gets super excited. And then it was just like, oh, I don't remember it being this bad. Oh God. Like, is this really happening? Is that a one-liner? His best one-liner was to the cops when they shot him. So another aspect of the movie that was actually done well, Mitch, you referenced earlier, was the soundtrack. Now, were most of the songs written specifically for this movie, or were they referenced from artists?
2: I think they were referenced from artists, but there were a couple that were written for the movie. Here's the thing. I didn't do any further research on it, because when something's fucking good... It's good. Listen to it. It's fantastic. Have a party one day and play the soundtrack in the background.
0: I felt like Blade single-handedly like helped launch EDM <coughs> or uh just just house music. Perhaps it's, bringing it into the popular fold maybe, but Well, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it was always it was always there as a fringe, but then you bring it, you put it in Blade, and you give a dude who's got muscles killing vampires to it. And people are like, the fucking A, this is a great song. And now that song's played all the time, always. I think
1: the Matrix probably did more for that than Blade did.
0: Uh, excuse Blade me. Blade out first. Excuse me. How much, Perhaps you all are forgetting the one that started it all. Probably. What is it? Mortal Kombat. Do you, do you, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody heard that song a million times, whether they had seen the movie or not. I refuse to comment on it. Yeah. And that was like one of the first popular techno music songs. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Matrix came out after. Well,
1: yeah, but Matrix was also wildly more successful than Blade. Better writing and a more interesting story.
0: And and then they dropped the ball in the acting. second and third
1: one. Oh, no, I'm not suggesting <laughs> they didn't drop some very heavy balls. The only but, the only
0: the only redeemable uh, yeah. qualities about the second and third ones were the mech warriors. Those were cool as shit. Really? I thought that was the weakest part of the third movie. You don't think talking to fucking Colonel Sanders for an hour using big ass words for no goddamn reason. You don't think that was the worst part? No, no, that's where, th- that's where things up, started Sanders. getting a little bit cerebral, and I kind of like a little no, cerebral. No, just give and- me your 23 herbs and spices and shut the hell up.
1: It's 11, Kyle.
0: Give me your 23 herbs and spices and shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> um,
2: can, you, can you say that slower and sexier? I liked the Merovingian.
0: Yes, that
2: was
1: an interesting character.
2: That was okay. also good However, where they started. This is not pop stupid about the
1: matrix this is no stupid. because i'm not pop stupid about the matrix
0: no but we definitely need to find somebody who hasn't seen the matrix trilogy we watch and it get them we, on here so we can watch it no no mm-hmm. no so we can watch the first matrix and then let you yeah. not watch the second and third ones.
1: well i mean again they did bring up some interesting characters there were interesting characters with the merovingian
0: anyway Bob. no 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 no. We're, we're done with the matrix this is about blade Let's uh, let's get back. It's on completely
1: try. different. I mean, this character is you know in a leather trench coat with glasses, doing super heroic things versus a bunch of people who have near godlike powers. So he, totally different movie.
0: Here's a fun question: If you were going to recast Blade with somebody who wasn't Wesley Snipes, who would you pick? Oh, Michael B. Jordan, hmm? Good the thing. guy who played Killmonger in Black Panther. <sighs> That's tough. Do you think Will Smith could pull off this role? Uh, probably not. No. He would probably Well, I mean, he has he would, done he would try action. To Will stuff. Smith
1: it up. I know <laughs> Carl Weather. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, um how about Here's something radical? Sorry. Right? Sorry. How about Wesley Snipes? I get I mean, Will Smith he if said he was up ripped to a year ago that he would still play the part if they wanted to.
1: Yeah, because he owes a lot of money. Well, that's not the only reason. I I almost would have said the guy who's playing the catch
0: He's too big and buff, though. Yeah. He's okay. Not... What about Will Smith, but as buff as he was in I Am Legend?
1: I've never seen that. I, I'm God concerned
0: that Will Smith would bring Will Smith into the role, and he would try yeah. to be, you know. Okay, he he yep. did not bring Will Smith into the role with I Am Legend. I he, never saw. He, you're him. right. He
2: didn't. But that's the only movie.
0: Everything else is fresh. Um, no, Pursuit of Happiness. Fresh
1: print. Um, I've also oh. never seen any of the fresh prints.
0: Okay. How about some of the side characters? If we were going to make a more compelling villain out of Deacon Frost, who plays that role? Mads Mikkelsen. Alexander Skarsgård. Which one's Alexander Skarsgård? He played the most recent Tarzan.
1: Alexander Skarsgård was in True Blood. Yeah,
0: Alexander Skarsgård was in True Blood. Super
1: ultra hot guy. His his dad.
0: His dad was in the Thor movies. Who played Loki? Uh, Tom Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is my vote for Deacon Frost. He's... Got he's, that face of somebody who looks like he's up to something. So Yeah, you know. but you need somebody who's got a little bit more muscle. Like you were complaining that Deacon Frost, he's like, "Yeah, he could curb stomp you, Deacon but it'd Frost be like is somebody supposed soft. to be
2: a small scrawny vampire guy. That's the point."
0: I figure if you're going to be in a movie with your shirt off, you could maybe do a pull-up or some crunches. Mm-hmm. Just a couple crunches, one, maybe two, and yeah, then yeah. go on set.
1: But my other problem with the deacon frost character is you have to balance the i'm a teenage douchebag with the i'm going to investigate millennia old uh rituals in order to try to become an ultra powerful yeah god so
2: alexander is hundreds of years
1: old hmm. well he acts like a teenage douchebag so yeah, clearly yeah and why anything.
2: wouldn't you it's you all you'd make a horrible vampire <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jeff would make a horrible vampire. He would be Louie all, all day Oh, long. my God, like, he would be Louie. Oh, this yep. is terrible. My existence is suffering, right. and I just want to die. All I
2: could do to find you, Jeff, is follow the corpses
0: of rats. <laughs> you have seen Interview with a Vampire, right? Yes, you showed it to me. Okay. So. I say, have, yeah, but have you read it? No. Then you really Really? don't know how much of a whiny bitch Louie is.
2: Once you get to Tales of the Body Thief, you could stop, but everything else... Oh
0: my god, you could even stop... Yeah, Tales of the Body Thief is where you want to stop, actually. Mm -hmm. So, what about Whistler?
1: Who would you recast that with? Yeah. Ooh, Uh, Sam Elliott. Honestly, who I saw before I realized it was Chris Christopherson was Jeff Bridges. <laughs> hmm.
0: Sam Elliott's a good work. answer, right? But
1: yeah.
2: Sam Elliott is definitely a good answer.
0: Oh God. I'm bad with actors names. Who's the guy who was on walking dead and most recently was in guardians of the galaxy. I'm Mary Poppins. Y'all. Uh, um, Oh shit.
2: Michael, Michael, Mike Rucker, Michael Rucker. My, yeah.
0: Sure. Rucker. Yeah. I feel like that would make a, a compelling case for Whistler.
2: I could see that. Yeah. Great Whistler. He'd, He'd be a way more hands-on whistler than fucking. Here's
0: here's some steaks, and we upgraded your serum. I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna forever be his line. So we we agree that the CG is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, did the rest of this movie particularly,
1: a- particularly the
0: bone skeleton flying things leaping out of? I people's totally mouths. forgot about those. Yeah, that
2: wow yeah i see my mind tried to actually gloss over that yeah we're
0: just we're just gonna (laughs) yes james and i are at the same time and the movie. go oh i totally forgot about that yeah (laughs) let's just sweep that under the rug right away their best where's that weird fast forward thing they were doing (laughs) earlier (laughs) that (laughs) was cool aside from the cg did the rest of the movie age well no no Mm. mitch uh
2: yes absolutely aged well okay but CGI notwithstanding, right? I, mm. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everything
0: else. Yeah, everything not CG. Jeff, what do you think?
1: I, again, I had a problem with all of the I've clearly gone to film school mm. techniques that got shoved into it for no good reason. And many of the orchestral stings, which seemed wildly out of place for what they were representing.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the soundtrack we can all agree was pretty much immaculate for what they were trying to achieve. Now, well, they're not
1: their actual soundtrack. Yes, I'm. I'm merely talking about the orchestral stings. Right. So, you know, little bits of music to emphasize the scene, which mm-hmm. likely were not even on the soundtrack.
0: Right. But the rest of it, quite good. Any particular parting thoughts? Because we're running a little long on time here. Vampires need EpiPens. Didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the vampy pens <laughs> vampy, vampy pen. because they're because they get uh, what is it they go into anaphylactic, anaphylactic shock when they're exposed right. to garlic
1: hmm. so and was, unless
0: you're that one chicken you get some down your throat and your head fucking explodes yeah, but the problem well, that's is what is happens that when you get hemoglobin. anaphylactic shock they've got no circulatory system so how does how would that work hemoglobin.
1: well clearly they do because otherwise those injections of the thinning agent wouldn't have spread through their body It would have just been that local area, and then it would have popped like a zit.
0: Well, you know what? Fuck all you guys. I think this movie's still fantastic. Oh, no, I still... Still a guilty pleasure. And uh, I know that Jeff and I, probably not for this show, will be watching Blade 2 and Blade 3, probably in the near future. Sorry. Sorry about Blade 2, but you're going to love Ryan Reynolds in Blade 3. Just because when he gets shirtless, he's fucking ripped. Like, not like Ryan Reynolds was like... No, like, fucking ripped. Okay. this I mean, that's how he got basically put on the map as far as, like, being a big... I see lead. Kyle's
2: really excited about... Rick Dude, if I, could, yeah.
0: if I could look like Ryan Reynolds, I would be, I, that'd be... I'd never have anything else to complain about.
2: You do look like Ryan Reynolds. You got all skinny and shit. It's weird.
0: <laughs> it is kind of weird. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's weird, but definitely not Ryan Reynolds, like, because then it would be less weird and, like, hey, Kyle, you should stay at home. I might try show to me, sleep
2: with you. Show me your 12-pack.
0: I, I mean, it's, like, I got, like... I don't even have 12 rolls anymore to show you. Well, while Kyle is showing Mitch his uh, 12 pack. Wait, wait, last last parting thought. Matrix, uh, I felt like Matrix added, did it better when it came to all of the leather and shit. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have no parting thought. I'm Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, while Kyle shows us all his 12 pack, uh, I guess I'll take this time to say I've been James. Every once in a while, I'm Kyle.
1: I'm still Mitch. And I'm Jeff. And I'm a little less pop stupid. Yay! Vampy Pen. This has been a production of the Discord Engineering Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, consider supporting us on Patreon. We offer early releases of new episodes, bonus episodes, our favorite clips from the cutting room floor, and a monthly Q&A. We'll also be taking requests for the movies you'd like to see us talk about only on our Patreon. Our shows exist thanks to the support from our listeners. So consider stopping by www.patreon.com slash discordengineering and help us make others a little less pop-stupid.